0: Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host Maddie Moon and I'm here with a returning guest, Mrs. Jordan Younger. Jordan is the blogger behind the top red health and lifestyle blog, The Balanced Blonde. She is also the creator of the health-inspired conscious clothing line TBV Apparel, which now retails internationally. Jordan lives in sunny Los Angeles with her kitten Hudson, where she blogs full-time and just released her first book, an eating disorder recovery memoir titled Breaking Vegan. I love this book. I just finished reading it. I highly recommend it to anyone and everyone who is experiencing any kind of emotional eating, disordered eating, body image struggles, perfectionism, anxiety, or extremist personality. Um, this book really hit home for me, and you will be hearing a lot more about the similarities between me and Jordan, which are crazy. There's so many things we have in common in this podcast episode, so stick around listen to that. Also, just so you know, there's a lot of dings in this episode. Jordan didn't have her... Um, messages turned off for this and we talked about top stopping them a few times but they kept popping up um, so I'm sorry about that sorry about all the dings you hear if you hear any of them what you will just know that they aren't coming from your phone so don't be frustrated when you look at your phone and don't see that there's text messages and emails because uh, your phone's not broken it's just on the podcast so thanks for being patient with us today I know you're gonna enjoy this episode you're gonna love it. And before we head on over, uh, I have a review of the week to share with you, and this comes from Oborer, and it says, great, with five stars. I love how this podcast features a woman who came into herself and learned to love her body. I'm still on that journey, and each episode helps me continue to learn self-love and acceptance. Thank you, thank you, O. Borer. I so, so appreciate that. Just so you know, I'm still on my journey, too. I'm still going into new adventures each and every day, learning more about myself and growing my own self-love and acceptance. Last but not least, just so you all know, I have a new coaching page on my website and I'm really excited about this one spend some time working on it. It's beautiful. I love it. So for anyone that's interested in one-on-one coaching with me, you can go to that website. It's madimoon.com slash coaching, and you can schedule a free 15-minute introductory session with me. But just so you know in advance, this is for people who are serious about coaching, not just, um, not, not just like you know, it'd be a fun idea, but not really serious. If you're serious about it, I would love to do a free 15 minute session with you. But if you're not, and you just have a question or two, you can go ahead and email me, you know, as always, hello at maddiemoon.com. Otherwise, sign up for that. If, If you are interested and you do have questions, we can also cover those in that session. So you can sign up there, you can see testimonials, you can see uh, my books that are out, you can always purchase my books on there, and I have a new one coming out very soon that I'm so excited about, so you'll be able to see a sneak preview of that book's cover on that page. And if you forget that the link for this is maddiemoon.com coaching, you can go to the show notes for this episode, maddiemoon.com mbm79. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Mind Body Music's podcast. I'm here with Jordan Younger, who I am so excited to have on the show. As you may or may not know, I had her on, mm, I guess it was like maybe last year or earlier this year. I don't know. It's been a while, I think but it was I probably a year ago. Was it a year ago? I well, think so. Time lies that's crazy but yeah, like, I had her I had you on the show and um you know I I just feel like if I were to have a twin on this world like this crazy big large world it'd be Jordan because <laughs> we've gone through so much of the same stuff like after we reading really your book, have. it's crazy and we'll get into this but after reading your book there was more things I was like this isn't true like no no possible way do we have so much that we've done like so like and even sometimes i feel like the way you write is kind of similar to the way i write which is maybe kind of weird but when i was reading your book i was like that sounds like the way i would word a sentence and i don't know that's how my mind works i'm like wow we have same writing styles um, yeah that's
1: so cool it's probably because we both write in a very conversational um... tone Because that's I mean, that's totally how I write. And I can I can tell just by the way that you talk that you probably write that way, too, which is awesome, because I think people relate to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's not like, super formal. It's very much like you said, conversational. uh, And it feels like you're kind of in the same room, like just talking one on one. And I think that is what people really like. So for anyone that has not heard your story, Anyone listening, which I'm sure most people have by now, but let's go ahead and talk about your your background to set that up so people understand uh, more about you. And and for anyone that didn't listen to uh, the the first time I had her on, this will kind of get you up to speed.
1: Yes, we can give a little refresher course. So uh, I have a blog that's now called The Balanced Blonde, but originally it was called The Blonde Vegan, and as it sounds by the name, it was a vegan food blog. And I started it um, two and a half years ago. I was right out of college and I was a plant-based vegan. I was very, very passionate about that lifestyle. Um, I was really into making colorful food creations and uh, those big overflowing smoothie jars, all the different colors, taking photos, placing them in front of the pool and on the beach and all that stuff. So I got really, really into the food photography aspect of blogging and then also, of course, writing about it because I loved sharing my lifestyle with people. So probably like six months into having that blog, I started experiencing problems as a vegan personally, but because of my title online, The Blonde Vegan, I was so concerned about really... Allowing myself to to feel those concerns and to feel that maybe this wasn't the healthiest lifestyle in the world for me personally. Um, whereas before I felt like it was, it was the healthiest choice, I felt great. The stomach problems that I had had my whole life were kind of at bay, finally. So I thought that this plant-based vegan diet was kind of my cure-all. So I identified as a vegan in my personal life and also online. Um, And I was in grad school at the time pursuing a master's in creative writing. But really what I was focusing on all the time was blogging. I was so into it. I loved connecting with my readers, interacting with my audience um, and putting content out there. So I was really concerned that if I were to veer away from the strict vegan label that I would lose a lot of my readers. Which um, in the beginning I kind of was in so much denial about – the fact that veganism might not be working for me anymore, that I just started trying different ways within the vegan diet to feel better and to feel more balanced again. So really, I ended up doing the opposite of what I should have done and what I would tell anyone to do now, which was that I... Um, totally just started restricting more foods. So I felt like, okay, if I'm a plant-based vegan and I'm not feeling as cleansed and detoxed and light and great as I once felt as a vegan, maybe I should cut out more foods. So I started cutting out foods from quinoa to grains, all different kinds of grains and legumes to um, high glycemic fruits to specific kind of nuts. And I really cut down my diet to what ended up being more or less, just green vegetables, some fruits and some nuts, which as pretty much anyone knows, no matter how educated you are on nutrition and wellness, that's just not enough food. And It's not enough food, especially for someone who's really active and living in a really cold climate. I was on the East Coast. so I was freezing all the time. I had no iron in my blood, in my body whatsoever, or calcium, or B12, or any of that, Um, but I just felt like, okay, I want to try to feel better, so I'm going to do what I feel is right by making my diet even more plant-based. And This is due to so many things that I could talk about forever, but I don't want to take over the whole conversation in that direction. But Part of it was um, due to a lot of plant-based vegan blogs that I read and plant-based vegan YouTubers that I followed who kind of said, hey, if you have – If you have these problems on the vegan lifestyle, maybe you should go more plant-based. Maybe you should do this, do that. So I tried everything. I did really long juice cleanses, which you probably read about in my book because I spent a lot of time writing about that in the book um, because those were probably some of the most painful times for me just with restricting food and not having enough energy and not understanding what was wrong. So it was really hard for me because I felt like I'm eating what I perceive to be the healthiest diet under the sun, and I feel horrible. And here are my friends and family eating kind of whatever they want. I mean, generally healthier choices, but they're not stressing about it at all. They're eating burgers and they're having dessert, and there's just there's no anxiety out to dinner or even about um, having a snack in the middle of the day. Where to me, it's like, oh my god, it, it was all all about controlling what I ate and food combining. and There were just so many different rules. So um, so finally, come June of last year, 2012, I decided to make a change in, in my own personal life, stop being vegan, transition my blog along with it, come clean to my audience, tell them I've been suffering. I've been trying to make some changes. Um, I'm going to Pursue a different kind of lifestyle, which for me um, I call a more balanced life. Not that people can't be vegan and be balanced. There's definitely a way to do that, um, but I personally wasn't doing that. So I, I, I knew that it was a long road ahead of me of um, trying to find that balance again, and then of course identifying with the term orthorexia, which I know that you've talked about extensively on this podcast, and you completely understand what orthorexia is like to have it Um, which is for anyone who doesn't know it's an eating disorder that is classified as an obsession with pure healthy clean foods from the earth and a fear of avoidance fear and avoidance and any anything that doesn't fall under that category so then I started recovering from orthorexia Uh, started seeing a therapist and a nutritionist both of whom specialized in eating disorders which really helped and over the course of the last year and a half I've really tried to find more balance in my life and it's pretty amazing to look back and to see how far I've come because for a while I felt like okay yes I'm not I'm not in this vegan label anymore yes I'm doing better. I have more variety, but I still have all this anxiety around food. I still um, I still avoid a lot of foods that, that a lot of people I know do eat and do enjoy. So I felt like I had a long way to go. But recently, I really feel that I've turned a corner in the last couple months. And um, I think just by incorporating um, as many different foods as possible and, and really just feeling that, okay, I can I can eat that. It might not be the healthiest choice, but it's not going to ruin my life, not going to ruin my day, and I will probably still feel fine later if I don't freak out about it. So I do feel like I've come a long way. I still have a lot of stomach problems, which I know is another thing that you and I have in common, which makes it harder to just totally eat whatever you want and have no restrictions but I think that even there there's a delicate balance so I'm trying to find that trying to help other people find it through my blog and the book and um by leading them in your direction and other people who are talking about this very
0: important topic well first off that was the best summary that I've ever heard you do it was awesome so good thank you um secondly though I yeah the I mean there are so many points that I want to touch on but with the stomach thing because I didn't really realize until I read your book for anyone wondering what her book is called, it's Breaking Vegan. I forgot to say that. Um, so in Breaking Vegan, you talk a lot about how the stomach issue was the starting point, And then, you know, as you were trying to fix the stomach issues is when you became introduced to the plant-based lifestyle and then that kind of came like an excuse so whenever anyone gave you a hard time or didn't give you a hard time and you just felt conscious self-conscious about it you could be like oh well it's for my stomach issues like it like poor me almost like it's my stomach issues I don't have a choice like I have to do this for my stomach and you know what's interesting is that in my past and I'm talking not that long ago that's kind of always been you know a crutch for me too like whenever I feel like I I want an excuse to go back to being restrictive, which I still suffer from from time to time. It's not like I'm 100% healed from all food concerns, but whenever I do feel like there's a creeping uh, like desire to get, some kind of maybe not in restriction but like eat a certain way I can blame it on that and just be like well I always have stomach issues which is like two it's two different sides because on one side yeah I do have stomach issues and I am trying to fix them and I really want to fix them but on the other side it's like is there something going on in my head where I'm doing this so that I can just restrict like what's going on really so it's hard for me sometimes to find that balance but I so remember doing that a lot, just being like, oh, well, I've got to do it for this reason or for this reason. Like, it's not my fault. I don't have a choice. I have to do it. And it was a safe, comfortable excuse that people really couldn't argue with, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. People can't argue with it because they're not in your body. So they can't tell you how you do or do not feel, which is, um, it's it's funny because, for my whole life, which it sounds like you've had these problems for a long time too, I have had these stomach problems that are – that they are legitimate, um, but there's no diagnosis. So it's not like I can really say I have this or I have that and that's why I can't eat this. It's more just like I know how I feel when I eat something greasy or when I eat um, – Something like when I eat fried food, or even now when I eat chicken, which is really weird because sometimes chicken does work for me, sometimes it doesn't. And I have all these little things. And I know now because of the history that I've had with orthorexia and with restrictive eating, people in my life don't even know whether to be like, Does her stomach actually hurt? Or is she just making this up in her brain? Because I know they believe me that that I do have these stomach problems and I have food intolerances. They, they know that anyone who's known me well for a long time, but also I know they question, are you just making this worse because of all the anxiety that you have around it? If you let it go, do you think you would just feel fine? Mm -hmm. And I can't answer that question either. Um, I mean, I know I can tell when, When some stomach problems are anxiety induced and I can tell when they really just happen from the food that I ate. So I'm trying to get to a point where I can lessen the anxiety enough that I can always pinpoint it back to either the food or um, actually being sick or something like that uh, versus just always having to wonder, well, am I still freaking out about this and am I still making it so much worse for myself by having all this anxiety?
0: Right. So another question, this is kind of random, but I'm just curious, like moving forward, what would happen? Like, have you ever had moments in the past year um, and do you think you may in the future where you like want to go back to eating a certain restrictive way, not necessarily to be restrictive, not really out of food fearing because you're working through the food fears, but because like maybe it is stomach issues or maybe like you just want to a reason to eat a certain way again, do you think that would ever happen in your future or has that happened in your recent past? Yes, definitely.
1: Well, so I think that just because of my personality and also because of my passion for health, which is really part of where this all stemmed from, is I really do have such a passion for feeling my best and feeling uh, my utmost healthiest. And especially because... I'm so into fitness and nutrition. Um, I do have a passion at the end of the day for just feeling really good and trying to escape my stomach problems and having all the energy and having no pain or bloating or anything. So I'm always trying to find that point. And the question is like trying to do that in a healthy way where I don't place any rules on myself. Um, But yes, I mean to answer your question specifically – I am really drawn toward um, toward specific diets and rules when it comes to food, and I think it's just because it makes it it just makes it easier for me to trust myself and believe that maybe if I do this, then I'll actually start to feel better. So mm-hmm. if I've heard that it works for someone else, or if I feel that it sounds like something that would work for me, it's really hard for me not to want to try it. Um, but because of my past and really just because of my view on food and how we should enjoy food and not place rules on ourselves, um, I try to keep myself from falling back into those different restrictions. but for example, I was um, I was at this event a couple weeks ago called Summit at Sea and um, it's there were a bunch of panelists they are talking about all different starts sorts of businesses that they've started one of them is mark sisson who wrote the primal primal blueprint which is all about the paleo diet yeah we're
0: friends i love that guy
1: you know about him yeah yeah i know Um, well i loved everything he had to say i've been a huge fan of his and his work for a long time and hearing his panel all about really hacking your biology and feeling your best that's that's how i also feel about everything so everything he had to say sounded awesome sounded wonderful but of course he's paleo uh, that's his whole thing and i love what he does and and i think it works wonderfully for him and for so many other people who are trying to find healthy happy lives um so I'm sitting in this panel and I'm like whispering to my friend next to me who also has suffered with a lot of the same stuff we had. I'm telling her, I'm I'm totally eating this way. Like we're walking out of here. I'm going to like apply everything he's talking about to my own life. And I knew that I sounded psycho because this is just how I am. I get, I get really into this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. especially when I'm really excited about it. Um, and I was excited about it when I was hearing Mark talk about it and how healthy he is and how healthy all the people that have been in this paleo lifestyle and primal lifestyle feel. So I have to constantly remind myself I don't need to necessarily – Follow the rules of a specific diet or follow the rules that are created by someone else just to see the same results that they have and feeling as good as they do. It's more about taking the knowledge that I can learn from someone like that who really has a lot of great information to share and then just applying it to my own life and my own body because I know what works for me. And I mean specifically one of the things he was saying was about um, – about small meals and he does the whole like, I'm pretty sure he does bulletproof coffee in the morning and then he doesn't eat um, breakfast. So I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea and I've done that and it's felt really good for me. I've done it for like weeks at a time. But then again, for me personally, because of my eating disorder history, it's not necessarily good for me to plan on skipping breakfast every single day. Uh, If it happens and I feel good doing it, great. But For me, I'm trying actually to avoid those types of restrictions because I know how my extreme personality can react to things and can take things eventually to a whole new level, which is no longer healthy. Um, And then there are, of course, times where I feel like, then why am I so extreme? Why can't I just handle this the way that someone like him could handle it and make it healthy? But you have to know your own personality. You have to know who you are and kind of channel your personality into the most positive thing that you can and for me my extreme personality can be positive in a lot of ways so I'm, I'm happy for that and I appreciate that side of me but I also have to know where my downfalls can be because of it and some downfalls for me are that I really should not be labeling my diet or really labeling myself in any way because I typically end up taking things to a point where they're a little too extreme if I do that.
0: Yeah, again, so like, it's crazy, like, my old roommate and me uh, got together the past couple days, and like, I went to go see her because, so she, uh, her name's Stephanie Parsley, and she and me were roommates my freshman year of college, and I was vegan and vegetarian at the time, and she just ate, like, whatever, college food. Uh And I tried to like convince her of how like great it was because I did it really for animal reasons, right? It was mostly for being, you know, ethical. And she just rolled her eyes out. Well, she is a great photographer. Whenever I lived with her my freshman year, we did our very first shoot together. She had never shot a person before, but she had a camera. And I was like, hey, let's go have fun in the field and like take some photos. So we went out freshman year and took some photos. Now, I just went back out to Little Rock to see her because she's celebrating her 1000th shoot, she is oh like God. one oh. of Arkansas's number one like photographers. So if anyone's listening to this and you're in Little Rock or Fayetteville or anywhere in Arkansas or even not even Arkansas, because she gets flown everywhere. But she goes to like Paris for Fashion Week and like shoots uh, one of the girls in America's Next Top Model, like top three finalists. She shot her uh, like helped discover her like she's awesome. But anyways, back to the point. I went out there to visit her and we did a celebratory 1,000th shoot where we went to the same exact places that we had gone that first one, except this time it was way different. She's way better and the clothes were awesome. But now it's funny because she's vegan and okay. she's, she's vegan and I am not. So we had a really honest, open conversation about it. And like she loves it and she thrives on it. And, you know, she looks so great. Not that she did. She looked great before, but like she has amazing skin it's so mostly like the skin like and just really glows like no bags in her eyes just like so thriving looking and I'm like wow I wouldn't look like that you know Like yeah. I feel like I have bags under my eyes I have digestive problems and I'm being so honest for everyone listening right now like this is something that I've kind of started to realize lately is like I'm not always feeling my best the way I eat and so I talked with her and I was like hey maybe I could try it kind of like that without getting restrictive like I don't I'm not scared of meat at all it's not a fear food I just want to eat like mostly plants to see if it does help with my digestion with my skin like just like better energy And I got home and I was telling my boyfriend about it. And I was like, I think I might try this again. And he just laughed and rolled his eyes. And he was like, stop it. And then I kind of felt shame for it. You know, it's like I took the other side. Like once upon a time, I'd feel really proud of myself for trying something new. And now I'm finding myself almost being like shamed if I try something new. I'm almost like, I don't want anyone to find out. I want to try something different. Like, what are they going to think of me? Are they still going to trust me as a source? Like, and then I start, I start second yeah. I start second guessing well, all my motives and I'm like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I want to just like, I, I, cause I do enjoy having boundaries sometimes. Like I honestly do, but then I take it too far. And so then I'm like, what, why am I really doing this? And then, and then that is why I stop because I start feeling shame and I start like going in my head too much. I can't just like do it without feeling shame anymore. Is that something you've ever done? Yeah. Well, it's so
1: funny to hear you say all this because I, I, to have had those thoughts about eating mainly mainly plants and I was going through a phase probably a month ago where I was eating what you would pretty much call a vegan diet, although I really stray away from that because clearly I'm not vegan and I don't believe in that label for my own self anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was eating mainly plant-based, a lot of plants, and I was really avoiding meat and dairy. I mean, I pretty much always avoid dairy just for stomach reasons, but um, I was eating a lot of plants, a lots of, lot of vegetables, lots of smoothies, um, and really gearing toward that lifestyle for a couple weeks and feeling like, hmm, I, I, like maybe this is really going to work for me again. And I was feeling really, really good. And um, And then, of course, feeling like Because, you know, I have a lot of people in the vegan community who are very, very upset with me um, because of the title of my book and because I am no longer a part of that lifestyle and everything else. And I was really at the point of thinking, like, God, if only all these vegans who are so mad at me knew that I'm practically plant-based. Like, compared to most people in this world, I really am. Um, But then, of course, again, it it comes all the way around full circle and uh, the next week my body was craving – red meat the whole week and it was a really big learning curve for me because that that was the first time in my life that I spent a couple weeks being pretty much plant-based but I didn't tell anyone because no way was I going to tell anyone in my life that they would be like oh god should we put her in like an eating disorder rehab because Mm -hmm. clearly that was an issue for me um for a long while, and I knew. And again, just like you, um, I want my readers to trust me as a source, um, someone who's not going to just start using a dietary label again when I really don't believe in dietary labels for people like me with personalities like mine. Um, And it was so good for me to see that after eating that way for a couple weeks and pretty much keeping it to myself, which I think is really important to do from time to time to just keep something to yourself and not feel the need to shout it from the rooftops Mm -hmm. because I think a part of the draw of these lifestyles is to be part of a community. So, of course, you're talking about it and you're telling people about it and you're proud of yourself and it's this very noble way of living. So, um, I mean, first of all, I couldn't really be open about it just because, um, because of now, I mean, my brand and My book was coming out. It would just be confusing to really give people an inner glimpse into what's really going on in my head all the time, and it's not necessary um, because I'm open and honest all the time, but um, I don't need to give like a play-by-play of like the inner workings of my mind when I'm still figuring things out. So um, I was really glad that I didn't say anything to anyone and that I really didn't even – say anything to myself in terms of like labels Um, because then that next week when I was craving a lot of meat, for once in my life, I didn't feel like I was doing something wrong by changing. I was just listening to my body and I was really proud of myself because if you truly are listening to your body, there will be days and probably even weeks where your body wants a lot of vegetables and you feel really good eating that way. And then there might be a week where vegetables are totally making you feel bloated and not very good, which for me is this week. I was eating – I ate a lot of broccoli on Tuesday night and I've been feeling like totally bloated and having all these stomach pains ever since then. Even though broccoli is totally healthy, I've never been afraid of broccoli and I probably never will be, but I can now see that and see, well, I'm not going to eat broccoli for, until I start feeling better, where in my plant-based vegan days – I would have kept shoving my face with broccoli because it was one of the only foods that I was allowing myself to eat. So I know I've come a long way. um, But it is really interesting to hear you say that because, yeah, I mean, I would never at this stage be really, really open with most people in my life about like maybe I'm going to try this vegan thing again for like a week. And people that I would be open with it about are people like you, are people like a few other of my friends who totally get that mentality where I feel like the conversation would just be great and like someone like that would totally understand. But most people wouldn't and it definitely would cause shame because it would would just bring me back to that whole realization that my personality is very different from a lot of people that I know and people worry about me if I start throwing labels on my diet.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I know that the label thing is something that I I cannot do again ever. Um, but it's funny, like if I were to imagine how a conversation would go with someone where I was like, hey, I'm going to eat this way. I know it would be like something I'd have to like plan, like a time and place, like, hey, I've got to talk to you about something because they would be so like, oh no, what's going on? Like my mother, if I said to my mom, like probably something along the lines of, hey, I'm going to try plant-based for a week, she'd probably be like, Madeline, what's going on? And I'm like, no, like I'm not doing it out of like self-hate. I'm doing it out of something new and exciting because I do love nutrition and I love food, but I know too, like, cutting anything out in my mind would make me want to have it. That's how it works. That's how it works. Like My body, like physiologically speaking, my body would crave it, but my mind would also obsess over it. So it's like that doesn't work for me at all. It just happens or it doesn't happen. Either you just eat a whole bunch of plants and you eventually become plant-based without making it a rule or a destination or anything like that. It just happens. If that ever happens for me, it will just happen on its own. It won't be something I predetermine.
1: Yeah, and I think that that would be the ultimate thing to be proud of. It would be the ultimate
0: truly listening to your body and
1: making choices because it makes you feel good and not necessarily doing it for the label or the community or for weight loss or for anything like that, which for us is a huge step. It's very, very important. And um, that's exactly how I felt when I was considering – Briefly, there about the whole paleo thing, just because I mean, he makes a lot of great points, Mark does, and I know that it does work for a lot of people. Um, But the moment that I started thinking about really following that lifestyle rigidly, I started thinking, like, what about though, when I like to get frozen yogurt with my friends, like once in a blue moon, and all these little things and then the second that something becomes off limits you feel deprived Mm -hmm. and that just comes out in other ways in your life and I don't ever want
0: to put myself in that position again Mm -hmm. yeah me neither okay so speaking of like the you know the title of your book Breaking Vegan I'm super interested in what you have to say about the backlash and people because I went over to your Amazon because I wanted to read the reviews and I was shocked I was angry um I felt, I feel extremely sad how people react over a title. People who don't even read the book. um, Right. Very unsympathetic. No one in that. It, It just shocks me how loud and cruel people can be when they want to stand by their diet over people it's like they care more about a label than they do about people's feelings and when i had taken a picture of your book like oh i'm reading breaking vegan i even had people comment and reach out being like how dare you like i'm sure they
1: did i mean those people are everywhere and you really you said it correctly exactly when you said that people with that specific type of negative opinion are very loud and they overshadow pretty much anyone else in their community who has a more balanced and understanding point of view. So, I mean, god, the backlash it's so it's it's an interesting topic because I mean, as you know, I've been getting a lot of backlash for the last year and a half because I was the blonde vegan, and then I very publicly stopped being vegan, and I got a lot of backlash, um, especially at first, but it, ca- it trickled in over the whole year and a half. I mean, at least once a day, I would get a really, really nasty email or comment from someone that uh, just totally grew to be a part of my life, just dealing with it and having a thick skin and just knowing that these... Um, negative comments were really off base because um, I truly feel that at that time those angry comments were a lot more about the people who were leaving them and a lot less about me because they tend to know nothing about me. They just start spewing all this preachy stuff about veganism and it's like they're kind of just attacking the wrong person. But then when the book came out, um, I could not have even begun to predict the amount of backlash that I got, which was, yes, about the title, Breaking Vegan, which I knew would be controversial, um, especially because I have a lot of experience with backlash from the vegan community. Uh, I knew it would be controversial, but also, I love the title of my book, and I chose that title for so many specific reasons, so many personal specific reasons for this huge obstacle that I've overcome, which is breaking the label of not just veganism but the Blonde Vegan. That was my first ever business name, my first ever brand name, like pretty much my dreams coming true of being a full-time blogger and changing all of that. So whatever the label would have been, it would have been breaking blank no matter what, and it happened to be vegan. So there's that. And then, um, yeah, the backlash has just been very scary um, and really angering, like you said. I mean, it ranges from people – Who are completely attacking me on every form of social media to people making photos of me getting beheaded with blood (gasps) coming out of my neck. And. Oh yeah, like so many very graphic things. There are videos, I won't watch them, uh, with hundreds of thousands of views that are hate videos made against me. Um, And I can definitely say that 99.9% of these people, maybe 100%, But I'll keep it at 99 just just to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Um, They have not read the book, and they probably don't even know what it's about. They are reacting to what other people in their community are saying, and they're taking it as the truth when it's not truth, and they're totally making it their place to attack. So I can deal with the backlash when it's about my lifestyle because I know that that's more of just like – an issue with people like that just being so used to um, backlash about their community, which they're just assuming that I'm doing the same thing, which I'm not, and I never have, and I never will. So I realize that that their issues have far less to do with me. But what I cannot deal with, what I really don't like is people attacking the book because this book – is something that I spent a year of my ha- a year and a half of my life working on. It's a memoir. It's my personal journey. It's probably the most personal thing I could ever have written, and it's bound, it's published, it's out there. There's nothing I can do to change any of it, um, nor do I want to. It kind of commemorates a very specific time in my life, and the fact that people who have never read it and never intend to read it are bashing it so, so hard, is just heartbreaking. It's like if anyone can imagine writing a memoir about the most personal and challenging time in their life and getting tens of thousands of hate emails about it, um, almost all saying the exact same thing, which is all about preaching to me about what veganism is about and that I'm a terrible person and I deserve to die and change the title of your book. which will never happen i mean it will never ever happen so all that kind of stuff um yeah on amazon there are like 430 hate comments which i'm pretty sure in the research that i've done is the only book on amazon that has anything like that because it's just such a such a beyond passionate and loud group of people and um So yes, while it is heartbreaking and it's hard, it's very hard because, of course, I want this book to touch as many people as possible and I want it to be understood by as many people as possible um, for what it is, which is a memoir about my transitioning away from veganism and my personal eating disorder journey, Um, I also have had to just develop an even thicker skin, which at the end of the day, I'm happy to have because – Just putting yourself out there on the internet in such a public way about such private things in your life, you're going to get a lot, a lot of nasty feedback, and especially if it's a controversial topic. So, I mean, if you think about any successful woman in the media, think about just the horrible things that people say about them. They say it to them on their social media accounts. They probably say it to their face. I'm sure they get it to their email. And it's just because these people sit around trolling the internet, they're so unhappy and they're looking for a target. So it's really opened my eyes to um, a very harsh reality of how intensely angry people are and how they would like to take it out on a complete stranger. Um, I've noticed, which is really sad, that a lot of the people that give me the most hate are below the age of 15. Um, which Whoa. really really breaks my heart because these kids are sitting on the internet and they're getting they're they're getting their information from from YouTubers and from other people on social media that are telling them, anyone who's not vegan like we are, we, we hate them. And we should try to tear them down and let's go leave hate comments on this girl's book. And go leave her hate emails. Tell her how much we all hate her. And they just follow in this very cultish manner. And it's so sad. I mean, it's so sad in the exact same way that it is so sad Um, when kids follow a specific diet because of someone that they follow on social media. So that freaks me out. It almost freaks me out as much as the full-grown adults who are so hateful, but I can't even go into that because it's just really shocking to me that humanity can be so negative. But Mm -hmm. um, what I try to focus on instead is the positivity because – it always outweighs the negative. And for every loud voice out there of someone who is so angry, there is someone else who might not be speaking up as much who either the book has helped or my story has helped or they at least support and are not angry. Um, I know a lot of influential vegans who are so supportive of what I'm doing. Um, They're just not loud like everyone else. They have privately told me that they're supportive and they have privately read the book and enjoyed it and they have privately told their own friends also in the vegan community, hey, there's nothing to be mad at her about. But they're not making videos on their really huge channels, not trying to anger their whole entire community of people, which I
0: understand and I respect. So
1: that's, that's what I have to say about the backlash.
0: Yeah, I mean it seems like you're handling it at a very like, wow. I mean, I am I admire you from over here. Um, I admire you for being able to handle this and not becoming bitter and not saying, Well, f- screw it, I'm not gonna write anymore, or like, screw it, I am a bad person. Like, you know and you believe in what you're doing and you know that this is absolute nuts and crazy. Um and it's worse than I mean, I feel like dieting is becoming the new religion, except like in a sense, it's even more intense, like on a micro level. Like I think with religion on a macro scale, there are, you know, people do crazy things um, like to support their religion, like killing people and uh, bombing, but like on a, on a, on a micro scale, I think dieting is like person to person, like hate and cruelty and like drawing images of being beheaded. Like what? I, I like what? I don't, I will never understand it. And, um, I feel that this is all online too. It's like, it's all, if you were in a room with all of these people, I don't know what they would do. Like, I'm sure some of them would yell and kick and scream, but I bet half of them would just like silently sit there and like, try to just pull out their laptop so they can just IM you their hate. Like, they wouldn't be able to do it in person. They're just yeah, hidden right. behind a screen. So they're just like, oh, she can't see my face. I can't look into her eyes. I don't have any reason to feel like she is a human being. She is like me. Uh, we're very different. And I can express that online where I can't see her flesh and be near her and, like, you know, see that she has a heartbeat. Like, people, it just makes it so much easier online to, it does. to be hateful. And-
1: yeah, it really, really, really does and in the exact same, in the exact same way as what you're saying, another thing that the people who can dish out the most hate, they cannot take it for even one second if it's thrown back at them. So mm-hmm. I don't really respond ever because if I do, it just gets me into an even worse position of like a full-on conversation, argument with, with people and anyone who will say something really, really online, they're prepared with even more backlash for whatever your response is going to be. So there's never going to be a normal conversation to be had between someone who is already spewing that much hatred, especially on a topic that's this controversial. But... That being said, before I really learned that, before I was really drilled into my head that that's the way that it goes, I did respond occasionally if someone said something that I felt was so off base that I wanted to correct them and tell them, like, hey, you're actually wrong because this is not what my book's about, and maybe knowing that will make you less angry or something like that. Um, and I um, I have had some conversations with people like that where I've told them just, exactly as i just said to you like hey you're you're pretty much wrong and i'm sorry that you're so angry but um you know in response to your argument this is what's actually going on and um maybe you feel a little bit better knowing that that i'm not anti-vegan and i've never said one anti-vegan thing in my life and A lot of times when I respond to someone like that, they will say back to me, I cannot believe you're attacking me like this. There are so many other people who are saying things to you and you're choosing to respond to me. Now you're attacking me and you're so defensive and we know that you feel so guilty because you're defending yourself. And this kind of stuff where it's like, oh my God, you cannot win. You cannot win with someone who's that angry on the internet because not only are they never going to agree with you, they also, they cannot take it when you dish it back. If you even respond, and if you even respond nicely, I've had so many people who I've responded to say to me, now you're just attacking me because I'm the only person that you're responding to. Why are you attacking me like this? And I'm like, oh my God, what do you th- what do you think you're doing all day long? I'm, I'm responding to you, but you don't want to have a conversation. You just want to say your point of view. Mm-hmm. And to you, there is no other point of view. So... I've actually learned a lot about the fact that these people who who have such strong and loud opinions, they don't want to hear the other side of the story. They don't want to hear the other opinion. So it's not a conversation that they're trying to have. It's a one-sided, total just bashing is what they're trying to do.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in regards to the actual book, like, because I don't want to focus too much on how frustrating like the people are outside that are not giving it a chance just so people understand what the book is about what was your favorite aspects of the book or your favorite part that's the good question and
1: I'm totally with you on (laughs) focusing on the positivity um I mean my favorite my favorite part of the book is um the memoir portion because since it is Memoir, our Balance Guide, and 25 Healthy Recipes, um, and it's split up into three parts like that. The part that I'm most proud of is the memoir because um, to me, that was just like me pouring my heart out, sharing my story, and really reflecting on it. So I learned a lot about myself when I was writing that. I learned a lot about the journey that I had been through by reflecting on it and seeing how far I had come. So... Yes, um, the memoir was my favorite part and specifically um, the very final chapters of the memoir when I really started to recover and get better and when I learned about baking with sugar wasn't going to kill me and uh, different little moments like that that are really captured in time and written about, um, not just because the moments were captured but also because I wrote about those moments very, very shortly after they happened, so there's this really close lens um, in the sense that tho- those situations were all happening within weeks or months of being written about, which I think gives the memoir a very real-time feeling, which I like, because as a blogger, I'm all about the real-time feeling, and so. Um, giving people a glimpse into what's going on in the moment. And I feel that the book really has that tone because it was written during my recovery. So I think that's my favorite part. Um, I always love hearing what other people's favorite parts are because depending on what someone has been through, what they haven't been through, different parts of the book tend to resonate. Like some of my friends who have never had eating issues um, resonated more with just the discussion of, extreme personality and how to deal with having an extreme personality Mm -hmm. and to find more balance. So um, really looking back on it with more retrospect, I like parts of the balance guide a lot more than I even thought I did. I mean, I like the balance guide, but just because I love the memoir so much. um, I like that people can relate to it even if they have not specifically had orthorexia or another eating disorder.
0: I really liked the part where you talked about 80-10-10 and your experience with it because it just made me like laugh because it reminds me so much of, of my personality. It's like something we do that's not fun and we don't enjoy it, but we do it anyways just to like stick to the rules. And like for anyone listening yes. that doesn't know what it is, 80, 10, 10 is like this really extreme diet where you eat 80% carbs. Mostly fruit, and the, the diet's very well-known for people eating a lot of bananas, and then 10% uh, fat, 10% protein. So it's like tons of fruit, and that's basically it. Um, but yeah, in your book, you just made me like laugh, because I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so me, just thinking like, oh, well, if I can't do this diet, then I'll try this one, even though it's going to make me feel miserable, eating right. nothing but bananas all day long, crouching over, holding my stomach. But at least I can say that I'm now an 80-10-10-er, like... <laughs> Right. Exactly. And be part of that community. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So funny.
1: Yeah. I love that that you like that part because, God, I mean, I knew people would probably enjoy that because, yes, it's literally comical to think about me, someone with horrible digestion problems trying to eat all of that fruit where now that I listen to my body, I know – I can hardly eat sometimes one piece of fruit in a day because my body just doesn't assimilate it very well. Um, So trying to have a 10-banana smoothie, I couldn't even move afterward. (laughs) It was horrible, but I kept it up for weeks because I just – I wanted it to work. Mm -hmm. I really wanted it to work. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I found a diet once that was like all – all fruit. It wasn't 80, 10, 10. It was, like, mostly fruit. And, like, milk, which is so random. Actually, I talked about this in my last podcast episode, so anyone that listened to that knows a little bit about it. But, um, I would, like, go to the store and, like, buy just tons of fruit that I didn't even like. Tons of it. And milk. And I didn't even like milk, but it was part of the diet. And I would, like, have it. And it just didn't make any sense because I didn't like any of it. I didn't want to have right. it. And I felt bloated and, like, bad afterwards. And, like, it just... The things we do. Oh, the things we do. Okay. So before we wrap up, because we're coming up on the hour, where can people uh, get your book and stay in touch with you for those that don't know already? Yeah. So
1: Breaking Vegan, um, it can be ordered on Amazon. Um, Try not to read the reviews while you're there or do read them because they can be a little entertaining. Um, It can be ordered on Amazon. It can also be found at Almost all local Barnes and Nobles, and um, coming up here, and it's also available on barnesandnoble.com. and And then, if you live in LA, it's carried at some different health food stores and smoothie places. So, if you want to get it there, which are a lot of signed copies, you can email me at Jordan at Truth Balance and I can tell you where to find it locally in LA to get a signed copy. Um, and then Otherwise, you can just find me on TheBalancedBlonde.com, and there's a contact form on there. All my social media handles are on there. I'm TheBalancedBlonde on Instagram. Um, I'm all over Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, all that fun stuff. So just come to the blog if you want more information because there's links to everything on there.
0: Yes, I highly recommend this book to anyone that listens to this show because if you like what I have to say, you're going to love Jordan's book. Trust me on it. Um, and I just think that anyone that's felt like they've been suffering in silence, especially with orthorexia or any kind of disordered eating, You're going to resonate with this book. And if I know anything, it's when you resonate with somebody else where the real healing takes place. So check it out. Check out the book. Um, Go to her blog and read all of the amazing stuff over there. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that you got to come back on again. I think I've only had one returning guest. Oh, no, two. So you're my third returning guest. So I'm really happy we got to have this conversation. And I know you'll have to come on for a third time. Yes, absolutely.
1: We should just make it a regular annual thing or yeah. more than annual.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Love it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Love talking to you as always.
0: All right, and everyone, if you want to get the show notes for this and get a direct link to her book, you can go to madimoon.com slash mbm79, and you can get the show notes for this. You can check out all of her amazing links. And um, if you're, while you're there, if you haven't downloaded 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession, you can get that book uh, right on my website, and it's for free. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.